welcome to the Pulitzer Prize for Drama podcast. Um, my name is Josh Heron, and today I am joined by theater writer, actor, director John Rosenberg, and uh, theater writer and publisher Christopher Munden. Um, he's the one with the British accent. We'll be talking about the very first Pulitzer Prize winning play, Jesse Lynch Williams' 1918 satire, Why Mary? Cool. So I don't super know we're doing but let's talk about this play i'm hoping it's just going to be like a neat conversation why don't you say what were what this project is oh cool yeah good idea um so this is actually very fun for me because um when in 2013 i had just graduated college because i was a, I'm a little baby um and uh i was watching julia and julie the meryl street movie and drinking one night and Wait, sorry. So I really like sidebars. So what's that movie? That movie is uh you've never seen it? It's Julia Street. No, Julia Street. Meryl Street plays Julia Childs. Um Oh Julia that Street. one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I know you're talking about lady that yeah, makes yeah. the Julia Childs blog. And I was like, I was feeling very aimless in my life, as is Julie in the movie. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a blog where I read every play that Pulitzer ever, like the, the, that they ever gave a Pulitzer to. That's perfect. Um, I even have a WordPress, you can find it, um, named Joseph and Joshua. Um, very much on the nose of that movie, Julia and Julia. But I never did anything. I tried reading this play and I never did it. And then, um, so I'm really excited we're doing that now. What, so, is it, what does it mean that you read the play so you read the whole play before? No, I didn't read it. I don't. I think I read like, I don't remember reading. I remember maybe getting through the first half of the first act. What were you drinking when you were watching Julia and Juliet? I don't remember. Probably uh, shitty beer. What shitty beer? <laughs> um, probably a, probably Paps. Got it. Yeah, maybe Mickey's, but I don't know if they were telling That's me. better. I like that better. Yeah, well, that's a West Coast thing, so of course you do. Right, I think um, Mickey's watching that movie, though. That's a strange combination. Um, anyway, so what we're doing is is we're going to read every play um, that has been awarded a Pulitzer Prize for drama, and we're going to talk about it, um, starting with the 1918 uh, classic um why Mary by um who wrote it by Jesse William, our man. Um, I really recommend a Google search on him. He looked like a real fun guy. Was it 1918? I thought it was 1924. It was 1918. 1918. The first um, Pulitzer Prize for drama, but they had given Pulitzer prizes a year before, but not one for drama. Yeah, and I I did a little research into that. Apparently. Um, it was just such a bad year for theater. Well, in 1919, they don't do it either. Like, there's some, like, it's all, like, Zigfield, and they're like, we're not going to give it to a Zigfield Follies. 
This is for serious drama. So they were very excited when this play came on because it had real social issues. So it was a unanimous choice. I did a little historical research that proved like actually a little fruitful with some like neat stuff for like this very moment. Um, so maybe I'll share that. Were the theaters shut down? Oh, so that, thank you so much. You led me to, I think. So this was not shut down, but the tour was because of the Spanish flu um, in 1918. It felt very like, um, and one of the guys who was playing, uh, well, so the guy that plays Ernest, the scientist, um, yeah. he died of Spanish flu the following oh. year. And um, the guy that played the like divorcee uncle died of something else but put a like whole like a put a sort of a dark cloud on the on the tour right so it's like this best yeah um so it's very like appreciate that we're talking about this right now did you say it's like macbeth it's bad luck right if you say why marry in the theater then the production gets shut down for the I really liked this one. I had a lot. I thought this was a lot of fun. What did you enjoy about it? Um, I thought it was punchy. I mean, it's like very, I mean, it's dated, but I think it's dated in a funny way. Like, I think you could put on a successful production of this and just have everyone talk in like very like zippy sort of like 19 teens sort of like, hey, what were those lines that we sent each other? That sounded um, like Fozzie. Yeah, I know. That's no, more, the Fonz. That sounded like the Fonz when you're like, yeah, that's more of, that's a problem of my acting. Um, uh, like, I, you want to give a summary, a thesis of what happens in Why Mary? Well, I've been talking a lot. Would, you, would someone else like to give a summary? Okay. Um, so it all takes place in a single house that owned by uh, John, by yes. John, uh, rich guy, Edith Wharton plays on the New York Society probably. And um, he has two sisters. One of them is Lucy, is that right? Or is that his wife? No, that's his wife. Okay, one of them is... He's not married to his sister. No. One of them is Jean, who uh, we're told in the cast list has always wanted to get married. Wait, yeah, and maybe... Sorry, I, I know I told you to talk, but maybe we... Can we introduce <laughs> these characters? And then can I provide... Can I read the, um, the way that the author describes them? All right, go for John. Jean, the host's younger sister, who has been brought up to be married and nothing else. <laughs> what about Helen, the other sister? Helen is the host's other sister, whom everyone wants to marry, but who doesn't want to marry anyone. All right. Um, Jean has just trapped Rex into Can you decide Rex? And Rex is an unmarried neighbor who has not been brought up to be anything but rich. <laughs> nice. Um, and Lucy, John's wife, what's she like? The hostess, who is trying her best to be, quote, just an old-fashioned wife in a new-fashioned home. <laughs> new-fashioned home. 
All right. There's no, nothing about new women in there? Not yet. But did you read the did you read the essay? It's great. The essay at the beginning where he uh <laughs> he talks about kind of how shocking this play was, except he says it's not really shocking. Yeah, and how yeah. And how he like essentially calls everyone like dumb for like he's like, Oh, I must have failed because no one understands how great my play is. I like how I think it was in there he says uh, there's never been a time in human history where there's more separation between generations as there is there between the old and the young. Yeah, do you buy that? Uh, I know it did get about like other stuff I've read said in like this or in the 20s. There's a lot of that generational divide, but I think it's just an age old thing, like, you know. Okay, Boomer. People yeah. always think a big separation between the generations. All right, so we got Jean and Helen and Lucy and John. Um, and then John has some like friends come over, some friends and relatives. You, uh, there's a priest, Theodore, and um, the judge, Everett. And I like the the side story with Everett and his wife, who he's getting divorced from, and is currently in Reno, and they're sending them to each other telegraphs every day, aren't they? Yeah, I thought that was really sweet. So uh, it's a play about marriage. Jean is in love with oh uh, yeah, Jean is in love with her college sweetheart, who won't be ready to marry until he's like forty but needs to get married, so she's going to marry Rex. Rex is in love with the uh, Helen, who doesn't want to get married at all, except she has a thing for her boss, Ernest, who's like this world-famous scientist, who also doesn't want to get married. So they decide that they will preserve their love and their work by not getting married, not getting married together, and it's a scandalous to John and the party of that time. What did you think about the play, John? Um, I think the one thing that I was really caught by was the uh, clear, explicit emotional directions for all the actors. Mm. Like I, I think I found myself more and more just drawn to like how they're commanded to like deliver the line. Um, mm. I, I think I was interested in that because I've seen it with like, That's like I, yeah, I'll read like, I've read like Arthur Miller plays where he's like that, where he's like very, very clear about like intention and like the emotion that uh, it either that drives it or is captured. And I, I think I, I was, I think that was the thing that I was most uh, interested in because mm -hmm. I, I was just wondering if it's like a playwright that just has such a clear idea of how things are said and the emotions behind it. Um, and it just makes it very like, uh, yeah, there, there was like less mystery behind uh, the intentions of all the characters. Um, 
and I'm, I'm not saying there's like a criticism or anything. It was just interesting to read something where it was so explicitly stated the the emotions behind what's said. Um, I got that like the thing with Helen and the dude. I mean, it's a, it's a cool hook of like, I love you so much that I'll never marry you. You know what I mean? Because I don't want it to like affect our work or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I like that. I thought that I thought that was a neat thing that could drive a play because that's it's a long fucking play. Like I didn't think I didn't think it was gonna be that long. You know what I mean? Um, and there yeah. were no, like I don't. I feel like nineteen eighteen. There were not like the tight one acts. <laughs> if you got two intermissions, you were lucky. Right. You no, know, I was I was shocked by how fucking long it was. But like, um, I liked that. That's what drove it. Was like, it wasn't like trying to trick someone to, into loving them. It's like, like uh, the question of love is like, what's the best way to protect it and to preserve the other person? And I thought that was like an interesting thing that drove it. What did you think of the dialogue? Um, it was cool. I mean, there wasn't that much cursing, <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> is that how you like, play? <laughs> like how good a play is? How much? No, no, no. but like, uh, cursing to not it, cursing. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, it's like a demonstration play. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like people stand for for certain fucking things or, you know what I mean? Like John is like, he represents things and like, uh, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's one of Pulitzer Prize. So what the fuck can I say about it? You know what I mean? I mean, um, I, I, don't, I don't get what a Pulitzer Prize against like nothing. <laughs> like a pantomime. <laughs> Do they have a pantomime in 1918? as we go through these. Well, you know, the thing I would the thing I was thinking about was like the the audience reception of it. Mm -hmm. I might be like going in a different tangent, but just like I think about like the world was basically at war for four years mm -hmm. and it was like a tremendous slaughter and like that's the United just, States. No, 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 we we waited, but like I guess yeah. the the dissonance between like the reality of what happens and like then a staged version of like the meaning of marriage. I would I would imagine for some people it was like very shocking, perhaps. But I I guess I just wonder about like I don't know, like either soldiers or nurses coming back from war and then watching this and being like. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it was a, you know, it's like Oscar Wilde or a lot of the plays, it's Edith Wharton novels. It's like New York society, like high society drawing room play. And it's about that society. Right, right. No, no, I'm not, I'm not criticizing like the, the work or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, so, I guess I, like, I was just thinking about like, just like the four or five years of complete murder and then like 
this is like a shocking play. <laughs> yeah. Or like the, you know, the, the epidemic and, and this is what's being talked about. Well, no, I, I guess it's like, what is the, so it's like, what is the point of like, like in 1918, you could put on a play that like really captured brutality or something like that. What's the point? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I was like trying to figure out while I was reading this, I was like, so in that forward, he talks about how this is like not a play about like, people misread the play because they think it's a satire of like a specific person. And he's like, no, it's actually it's a satire on a system. And I was like sort of trying to figure out like where I could place his politics. Like where is this like coming from then? Um, because outside of the marriage, there's also like, you know, essentially like it's a, uh, it's like a critique of like capital. It's a critique of like, I mean, it's probably a little broad, but like the fact that like the scientist has to like make no money while like, there's a whole line about uh, around like, a person's usefulness to society is like inversely relation, like is an inverse relationship to like the amount of money they make. Um, right. But it, you're, I think what you're saying, like, it, does, it does feel a little like, like weak. <laughs> what do you think about like what people had, what the country had just been through? Um, well, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not faulting the play for that. Cause I feel like that happens as time goes on, do you know what I mean? Like, right. right. But, but like, I guess I wonder why is something that like purports to be more realistic? Why do people assume that that's more valued than like something like this? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's easy for me, like to be like fucking play from 1918, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because it doesn't, curse or like but but you know what i mean like i feel like the the emotional core of it that i that i was really surprised by was that like right there's like elements of like trickery in it you know mm -hmm. what i mean but it's really about like the two being in love but trying to define the love and being like i don't want like trying to like control the future by being like, I don't want to us for us to get married and then your work suffers or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I didn't think of that as an antiquated or uh, something that is, that we don't experience as people in love now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was, I think that, that's something that I thought was really interesting. I mean, that's a really great way of phrasing it. Whereas like, it was clear that some of the like, I mean, I thought the dialogue was like antiquated in a really charming way. Um, I found the play really funny. Like, I think if you had a really, like, I think, like, I keep coming back to like a really like stylized like production. Um, like, I think it could really work. And I think some of the jokes could sort of land. Um, yeah, but, it was funny, but like, it's a state, it's the like the first act, it's one fucking scene. Yeah. No. So it can't be like, you know what I mean? When I think of like the like zippy shit, it can't be zippy for like an hour and a half. Because... No, I mean, and it's not. I mean, right? Like it starts with essentially like the show has like a lot of stuff. It starts with like this sort of like forced 
sort of rapey moment. And then it turns out that that was like contrived so that. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was a night that was that, right. That keeps it from being like, yeah, that was cool that the, that the author keeps you, you think you know what it is and then they switch it. Like, yeah, that was cool. But it's also some like really sad shit. Like the, the priest's wife is like hospitalized and destitute. Right. Like they keep sort of like alluding to that. Um, like Lucy is like, Trying to escape her husband, and yeah, and then that never gets resolved. Separation, and says it's not working, and then they just kind of ignore that later. Well, I think that sort of goes back to John talking about those characters being symbols. I was thinking about how, like, you, John, were talking about the characters being symbols, and how John in the play is like literally just a stand-in for like men. Um, and you just like, I was looking up the line because it was one that struck me and she's like trying to divorce him. And he goes, but I won't stand for it. I want you to stay. I'm not sick of you and you belong to me. And it's just like, well, yep. One of my friends once said that English literature or world literature would be a lot weaker if women could have just married the person that they wanted to marry. <laughs> There's so many great works of literature, the crux is that the woman can't be in the marriage she wants to be in, and she can't uh, survive without being in a marriage. And also, why marry? Sorry, I was tending to my iced tea. What the <laughs> fuck did you say? <laughs> was that a quote, Christopher? Uh, someone said it to me, yeah. Got it. I didn't know if it was a quote from the play or like amusing. No, it's amusing, but that was the crux of this. And, and it's one thing that would make this play difficult to stage is that, is that idea of like, well, you can just divorce now. You can. Be uh, in, you can work as a woman. Don't no, but it's to me. I feel like the real, and that's what really surprised me about it is right. I read like the first part, and I was like, "It's a fuck out of here." But like, I think the the thing that really surprised me about the play is that like the core of it is like it is like two people that agree that they're in love, but it's like figuring out the best way to protect that love. And I thought yeah. that that was what was beautiful about it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I mean, there's people still that like, well, dude, I mean, just because some people now can like get divorced or whatever, there's plenty of people that can get divorced still. You know what I mean? I mean, also, I think you could like, like that. I think the two like Ernest and Helen are very much like, you know, she's like the new woman and, and he's like a more or less like a pretty, like modern guy. Um, like I, I think they seem to us probably as like the sort of like contemporary stand-ins, like their view of the world is the most familiar to like contemporary readers. And I do think that like those two characters, like you could rewrite this with very little and like, I mean, some of the gender stuff would be a little cringy, but like, you know. What's wrong with cringy? 
<laughs> well, like, I'm saying, like, I can imagine a yeah. hell and Ernest of 2020 where Ernest has, like, racked up a shit ton of, like, credit card debt and student loans in, like, graduate school to become a scientist and doesn't right. want to marry Helen because he's a worried that his debt will, like, affect her. And so they're, like, trying to figure out how to, like, like, they're, like, that, the conflict of, like, like you said, of them loving each other, but, like, finance is not quite working out and the, like, trying to balance out his, like, career and his life, like, not, like, being difficult. Like, I can see that problem. That problem doesn't feel as antiquated as some of the other stuff does. But I mean, I don't find it that antiquated, like the stuff of like the dude in love with both sisters or like the sister, like settling and shit like that. That is not I, I don't think that's foreign to this world or like the like dude John trying to control shit. Fuck no. That I think what really surprised me about this play was like, I think you could set us to me like the uh the literalness of each character and what they stood for probably there's a more like modern approach that some people might take but i, I felt like the the human story was like really really good and it surprised me what did you think of the third act i thought like it was a fun place to read it was breezy funny kind of climaxes at the end of the first two acts and then the third act quite um, didactic and there were speeches of this is what my politics are, this is how the Shit, I mean, I felt like the whole thing was like that, you know what I mean? I felt like it was it was didactic in, in all the acts, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, thought, I thought it was actually, for me, it was kind of hard to read. Hmm. Like, um, I, would, I would enjoy watching this as a play, you know what I mean? Mostly if I like took like a Percocet, <laughs> that would be super nice. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like long and like um, it's thorough and like <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was hard to read. Me personally. I found it hard to read. That's interesting. I don't read so many plays, at least not recently at all and I found it quite easy to read. I I found myself getting through it pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. I think for the like it was so plotty. Like it was sort of like kept me like sort of going. I think some of I mean I think near the end I sort of was running out of gas a little bit. But yeah, maybe that and that first act is the first act was like half the play. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get over that hump, I found it fine. Wow. None of the women. None of the women got hit in the play, right? Um, no. I mean, no, but no women got struck. No one got struck. Lucy did get forced into staying in her marriage, which she clearly doesn't want to do. I mean, who knows what happens in the future? <laughs> Yeah. That's optimistic. Yeah. And how long do you think Helen and uh, Everett Ernest are going to last? I, I think. think gonna, oh, sorry. Leave her in Paris. You think he's going to leave her in Paris? I think she leaves him. In, I bet she becomes a lesbian. And she moves to she moves to Berlin 
in Weimar, and then and then she becomes a Nazi. No, and she gets killed by Nazis. Oh, I thought she was going to develop Zyklon B. Oh. Zyklon B. Oh, maybe. Well, but that like Paris. You know, yeah, Ernest fucking ends up just like making like bio warfare. Was it that they said saving humanity? It wasn't clear. Yeah. <laughs> Was it chemical weapons? <laughs> but you know, I I did think it like there's the thing that really struck me is like because it reminded me of my wife, like the the argument between Helen and the dude, where like I remember years ago. My wife was like, I will never fucking marry you. Absolutely fucking not. And then, like, we had a party where we got married, but we didn't legally get married. And we had a kid, and then we got legally married. But, like, there's something funny about, like, it's not a question of if you love someone, but, like, the best way to, like, honor it or protect it or some shit like that. Yeah. No, I mean, I think... I wonder what would have happened if I read this play like a year ago. I got married in June. What day? June twenty third at Morris Arboretum in Philadelphia. Oh, we got married. We got married June twenty second. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I believe you when you said that. I mean, it's like we could be married to each other. Who knows? Um, but like, I don't know. Like, so I character was most like uh your husband which character is most like henry yeah um, oh i think theodore theodore nice. I feel like the, that's the priest. running um i think i think so which would make me the <laughs> inferred mother of like eight children <laughs> um um who do you think who do you think the playwright was? Or like, who do you think the playwright? Uh... I also think the playwright's probably a little bit of Theodore. Yeah, I could see that. I looked, he was happily, or I don't know about happily married. He was married for his whole life, like 50 year marriage, something like that. What do you mean his whole life? Like when he was born? Yeah. That's illegal. Yeah. That's what Chris means. That's immoral. <laughs> it was arranged from the second <laughs> he appeared in the world. Um, love is eternal, John. Yes, it is, Christopher. It it happens. <laughs> what character do you think you're most like, Christopher? Huh. Attracted to Helen. You think you're Helen? No, and I was most attracted to Helen. Oh, so you? <laughs> okay. He also dated a woman named Helen too. That could that could mean that I'm wrecked. <laughs> yes, I I instinctually thought that you were Rex, to be honest. He's the rich car owning five car owning womanizer. Yeah. That, that that sort of feels like you. Yeah, yes. that's Christopher. Christopher, are you single? I am single. Why marry? Yeah. Do you feel like like you feel smug while uh, while while reading this? Uh, 
I mean, no, he, he's not. I don't think he's negative about marriage, is he? No, not at all. I mean, I think he's negative about it as an institution. I think he. But yeah, I mean, it's like what you what you make of it, or you know, he's negative of the social conception of it. He's negative of people being feeling trapped in it. He's negative of doing it for the wrong reasons, but he's not negative of about love or marriage. Man, he was the original. I feel, I feel like he's actually not negative about marriage itself either, or like the institution of it, because I feel like there's a very like anticlimactic wedding that happens at the end. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, can we talk about that? I think that was like. I didn't like really under. I should have gone back and reread it, but I feel like if I saw this live, I'd be like, "What happened?" Yeah, I th I think that was actually nice. You know what I mean? Because I think like, um, because the thing with me is I always like to try to guess what's gonna happen at the end of a thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, probably during the first act, I'm like, "This is fucking long." I'd like <laughs> jump to the end, and it was mm -hmm. like, "Oh shit, that's what happens." You know what I mean? But like. I was surprised by like, there's like a version when I was reading, I was like, oh, there's gonna be like a big fucking thing. And then like, someone's gonna stop it and be like, no, I love you. Or, you know what I mean? I assumed that it was gonna be like a, like a comedy of errors at the end or like the priest accidentally marries John and you know, like, <laughs> ha ha ha. But like, I was surprised at the end that it was like, uh, okay, yeah, you're, <laughs> you know what I mean? That it was, it, it was there wasn't a it wasn't a spectacle at the end and that was cool. What well, was the wedding? But it was like uh, it was like deflated. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like uh, like I, I guess the feeling I got from it is like life goes on. You know what I mean? As opposed to like if it was a big wedding, then it's like that's the end. Like they live happily ever after or something like that. But by like having like this strange and kind of muddled anticlimactic thing, mm. that's not the point of marriage, I guess, for the institution. What character do you think you're most like? Me? Yeah. The, I was gonna say the stage directions. <laughs> that's who I probably, I was yeah, I was really blown away by the just the emotional stage directions. Like that's the thing. Uncomfortable. I mean, right. I guess I like right. I mean, I saw, you know, you see yourself in like most characters and shit at like different times in your life, but I guess like the I don't know, one of the main fuckers probably. I think you like Uncle Everett. <laughs> Uncle Everett? I thought I was gonna say too. Yeah. Yeah. I very much that. The judge telegraphing his, uh, telegramming his wife. <laughs> yes, you're right. Have you ever seen <laughs> um, The Women? But no, clearly, no. Booth. Oh, it's this is, this is a play or a movie? It's a, both. Um, originally a play. Um, it's from the 30s. I was trying to see if it was on the Pulitzer list because it's so fun. Um, all the characters are women. The tagline of the movie was the women. It's all about men. Um, but oh, it's like, like New York society women and their husband, and like their marriages. But the second act takes place in like a divorce 
ranch in Reno. Um, oh, that's funny. I was just thinking about that. So that's the thing. That was something that everyone would have known the Reno divorce ranch. Oh, have yeah. Either, have either of you been to Reno? I was, yes, I have. Oh, of course, right. You're from California, so of course you have. I mean, <laughs> yeah, classic. The old San Diego Reno back and forth. Thing. Yeah. Where, that, sorry, where do you stay in Reno? Did you stay at the Circus Circus? I've never stayed in Reno. I've just passed through. I flew out of the Reno airport, though. Got it. Christopher, uh, have you been to, Christopher, you've been to Reno, right? I have not. I was driving out west once and we saw a sign for Reno and we wanted to there was a debate in the car about whether or not to stop and gamble or I don't know, just check out Reno but we decided to go on carry on to um, would that be the uh, like Lake Tahoe? Lake Tahoe, yeah. yeah oh, that's right do you know that Christopher is like a world-class skier? No. I wouldn't say. You what? He's like the English Alberto Tomba. Oh. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> Alberto Tomba? No. I'm like the 80s. He won a bunch of Olympic gold medals or world titles. Do you also snowboard? Uh, or is that for uh, games? I thought you had more respect for me than that. <laughs> me? He doesn't snowboard and he doesn't like improv. Oh. That was one thing I was struck by the the poet surprise list. There's a few musicals on there. And yeah, I'm very excited for when we get to Sunday and a chorus line. When we read them. I'm sorry, a chorus line won a Pulitzer Prize? Yeah. So do you know, do you know, did you look up Joseph Pulitzer, what his deal was? I mean, uh, I've seen Newsies several times, so I didn't need to do any oh. research. Oh, I didn't realize he's in Newsies. Yeah, he's the big bad. I, I totally had a friend who super lied and said that, like, you know, the poster for Newsies? Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, they use my body, but they use... <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Jordan's face. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Newsies is like my favorite fucking thing in the world, and Joseph Pulitzer is like the bad guy. He wasn't. Oh, right. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Joseph Pulitzer was like the East Coast William Randolph Hearst. Oh yeah, no, I know he was a piece of shit. I just didn't yeah. realize that Newsies was about him, huh? I mean, it's about the newsboys striking against him. But. What happens at the end? Um, they win. Who plays Joseph Pulitzer? In the original movie, Robert Duvall. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, and Anne Margaret plays like a hoochie-coochie lady. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> his name plays... Uh, someone plays a muckraking reporter. Bill Pullman. Dale plays like the main newsie. I'm sorry, who plays the main newsie? Christian Bale. Batman. Batman. We I just, didn't realize he was in that. We just skip, ah. we just skip uh, all the plays and just cut to watching newsie. 
I mean, I know he was in like Empire of the Sun. I didn't know he was in fucking Newsies. What the fuck? That's Anna great. Faye, you know, are you there? Good for him. God bless. It's a hell of a movie. I I saw it on Broadway. I saw it in media. I I love Newsies. Christopher, yeah. have you seen Newsies? I've never seen the movie. Yeah, that or, doesn't seem that doesn't seem right, Christopher. I don't know, like. A musical with some social commentary about the power of unions? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that American? Uh, no. I was saying, a lot of these, these musicals, my first experience of them is going to be reading the script. Oh, that's fascinating. You've never seen Sunday in Park with George? No. Or Rent? No. Wait, I'm sorry. Rent won a Pulitzer Prize. So did um, Hamilton. We'll have to wrap, wrap our favorite parts. We will not have to do that. <laughs> we will. We're going to put you in a little crown and make you sing the, the King songs. Um, what, what other musicals have won? Um, Fiorello. Yeah. I've never read or seen Fiorello. That's specific. I Irish people? How to succeed in business without really trying. Oh, that's a really fun show, but a really weird... Have you seen that? Have been in that. You were I in it? In, uh, in high school. Oh. I stage crew. Uh, did you say uh, stage was, crew? I did stage prison. Get the fuck out of here. Sure. And so, number, and I came on briefly for it. Yeah. So were you um, grinning from ear to ear? I yes, you were. Yes, you were. You grinned from ear to ear. You could not not smile on stage. I know it. It was only two nights long, and then one of the nights, my hat fell off. And I put back on, so I just hid under a table. That's good. Real yeah. quick, is there, do you know what the criteria is for a Pulitzer Prize? Like, was it set in 1918 and it's never changed, or has it? Here, I'll, I'll read it. Right now, at least, it is. For a distinguished play by an American author, preferably original in its source, and dealing with American life. Dealing with American life. Yeah, but not all. They don't have to be on Broadway. So what's the next play on our list? So we skipped 1919. They didn't pick anything. And then we have Beyond the Horizon by Eugene O'Neill. Nice. Why uh, do people like Eugene O'Neill? You see the long day's journey into night, fucker? Yeah. Fuck out of here. So where's this one? Event Horizon? Beyond the Horizon. Have you read it? No. Christopher, have you read it? No. So, I'm... what do you think happens at the end? Let's see. Uh, she, the aliens, were all in our head. <laughs> okay. The play takes place on a farm in spring, and then moves forward three years in the summer. And finally, five years later, in late fall. Oh, that. 
The play focuses on the portrait of a family, and particularly only two brothers, Andrew and Robert. In the first act of the play, Robert is about to go off to sea with their uncle Dick, a sea captain. Well, Andrew looks forward Why to Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? The word What's Dick. wrong with you? Uncle Dick. <laughs> um, his sweetheart, Ruth, and working on the family farm as he starts a family. That's that's cool structure. I, I like that structure. Like jumping seasons. That's nice. That's a cool structure. In years. Well, we have a bunch of Eugene O'Neill ahead of us. He won three of the Pulitzer's in the 1920s. And then he has, he, he's done four total. We got Eugene O'Neill. We got a lot of Arthur Miller. Got a lot of a lot of August Wilson. Tennessee Williams. Thank you.